in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbossitdown.com. Whether you've tuned in for the radio show or the real estate business, you're in for one heck of a show. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to this episode, real estate only, of the Ron and Don Show. It is just one segment. It's a Friday. And whether you're a real estate agent or you're thinking about getting into real estate, you're an investor, or maybe you're thinking about buying or selling a piece of real estate, we, we, we try to talk about buying, selling, and investing on this portion of the podcast, which, by the way, seems to be doing really well, all right? And I know that there's a lot of people out there, sometimes you're looking for a real estate agent. There's a lot of real estate agents to choose from. And I'll just share a couple things with you, especially if you live out of the area and you decide you're not going to choose us, even though we're regional agents. And if you want to sit down with us, just go to ronandonsitdown.com. Let's talk about some of the things that you should look for in a real estate agent, specifically when they're bringing a home to market. So we have this house in Bellevue that we're bringing to market. If you like the address, don at ronanddon.com. It's Friday. We're doing a twilight opening tonight, so you can watch the sunset. And we'll make sure there's some beverages, some food, lots of fun. And we'd love to see you over in Bellevue. So come on by, and I think uh, Mar, our team member, is going to be there too. Ron, let's talk about a little bit, and, and I want to be careful to protect the family, but how this home came to us, and, 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 and maybe talk about what you and I do specifically in the deal, and what people should look for if you're looking to hire a real estate professional uh, to bring your house to market. I think that people have a big misconception, and I know that I did before I, I became uh, a managing broker, on, on what the, the what actually happens during a transaction. And I, I think that there's a lot of very good agents in the world, but it's hard to be good because of all the different skill sets that you need. Uh, and what I mean by that is like you need to be uh, part lawyer because you're dealing with a legal contract, Part psychologist, because you're dealing with human beings and some very big emotions and, and family dynamics. You need to be part general contractor, understand construction, understand the cost of doing repairs. Uh, part, you know, administrator, like it goes on and on and on. There's so many facets to a deal. And so I think that the interesting thing for me in the way that our business has evolved is you and I have always been... Uh, we've worked together for going on 35, 40 years together in various different fields, even different than the radio stuff. And so we we understand what our lanes are just as as human beings. And I've 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 thought of this before. I'm going to ask you to be honest. And this is not meant to be, a, you know, this isn't a jab at all. I'm I'm curious. Do you think if we met today that we'd become good friends? Uh, I think it'd depend on how we'd meet. I'm just saying in general, do you think, do you think if we hadn't known each other from being boys that, cause I'm not a huge workout fiend like you are like our hobbies, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Cause men at our age usually don't meet and become really good friends with somebody. Maybe you meet your neighbor, but, but to have the depth of friendship that we have, I think, I think that's developed earlier in life. And what I try to do, and even when I, if I meet a woman that I'm dating, I will ask her about her friend. Do you have any friends from elementary school? Do you have any friends from high school? Do you have any friends from college? And I don't ask it like that, but I do ask. 
Do you have any friends from 20 years ago? Do you have any friends that you worked with? Who are your friends? And if I'm meeting someone and their friends, their best friends are their neighbors and, and people that maybe they barbecue with or have a drink with, and then they move away and they lose touch, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to get involved. Because if, if you are not able to maintain friendships from across your life, and, and unless there was some trauma or abuse or whatever that was, uh, and that's what I have with you. And and I and I I have other friends like I think of my, of my partner Joe I think I've known seven years now my real estate partner we do have that connection because because I was his spin teacher so no I don't if you didn't show up in my spin class uh, and I didn't show up in one of your leather classes one of your making classes yeah we 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 probably wouldn't have that connection I think so that's true my point is for our business is Don and I have different spheres that we operate in and we've leaned into that and so when you work with us or like this family works with us we try to explain it's like hey ron is going to be handling this this part of the deal we'll say what that part of the deal and is. that part is 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 the contract making sure the listing is tightened by protecting you legally and and it's it's hard sometimes to articulate how valuable that is because not getting sued is incredibly valuable yeah. But you don't notice it because you didn't get sued. Yeah. And so it only comes up if you did get sued. Having a tight listing that's, that's, there's no leaks in that bucket is incredibly valuable. But you don't notice it because you're only doing the one transaction and you don't see other deals where they're set up poorly. Um, you know, I, I was helping an agent write up a contract on an offer for a $1.6 million beautiful home. And the listing agent did nothing. There was no documents uploaded. None of the contractual obligations were uploaded. They didn't even have who their uh, title and escrow people were. There's nothing on this listing. And so when you see that and, and then the person presents themselves online is like, I'm certified this. And they have all these designations that they qualify for. And it's like, this person's a clown show. And even though they've been in business for 25 or 30 years, this is that was one of the worst looking listings that I'd ever seen. And I'd be embarrassed to put my name on it. And so having a tight and bright listing, knowing what the contracts are, making sure the client understands that there, there are so many steps and part of the procedures that I'm going through and to be compliant with the state of Washington and all the laws that are there and the protections that are there for uh, people, I, I have to deal with that. Don, on the other hand, is operates in a different realm than I yeah, do. Yeah, like a lot of real estate agents, they don't want to inspect your house. And the reason they don't want to inspect your house is because it slows down the deal. And also, you may become responsible for understanding things about the house that you didn't know before. Now you got to disclose them on something called a Form 17. I, I encourage all my people to let's investigate the house. Let's see what we got. And then we can sit down and decide what are the things we want to fix? What are the things we want to remedy? What are the things that we have to fix because there are safety issues? Like, for instance, if you don't have smoke detectors in certain places, many times it's not a big issue. Or are there some big overhauls that we want to make because we think we'll get that money back? That's the important thing, understanding the market. Because right now, you don't want to go in and overhaul big kitchens and bathrooms. You can overhaul those by underhauling them. Yeah, walk into a kitchen, don't tear the cabinets out. Paint those cabinets, right? Put different pull, modern pulls on those. Make sure, for instance, if you have appliances, they need to all work and they need to all match. And sometimes those appliances are white and that's okay. It depends on the price point. And sometimes they're blue and there's some other things. Uh, the other thing that I have to consider is when it comes to carpet. 
hey, you need to pull some of that carpet because I'll tell you what, a lot of times people don't even know the home that they live in. When you pull the carpet and you look underneath it, you're like, wow, there's the old floors from 1922 that somebody covered. Why did they cover them? Let's pull more carpet and find out. Because many times you don't want to put down more carpet. What you want to do is take those floors from 1922. We want to work with those floors. We want to take and sink those nails. And then we want to come in and we want to buff that floor if we can, if it's doable. And then you start thinking about things like bathrooms, like do you really need to go in and replace the vanity? Don't do that in this market. But what you could do is you could replace the sink or you could replace uh, hot water, cold water, the faucet, yeah, and a shower. You can go in and you can regraft the shower. And you can also change the shower head. There's lots of things you can do to really make something look like it's overhauled and you spent a lot of money and you didn't. And if we spend a dollar, we want to get $2 back. I don't want to spend a dollar and then we lose 50 cents for every dollar that we spent. That's not smart. There'll be a lot of real estate agents that'll come out. Number one, they'll tell you not to inspect. I say let's inspect because when the deal goes down and the other side sends in their inspector, we want to be able to defend it. But most of the time, Ron, because we do such a good job, the other side accepts our inspection. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, this is a, a huge thing with people on on understanding how what the contract is and what um, how price works. So, for instance, if if I offer Don uh, money for a house with no inspection, let's just call it five hundred grand. We're in, we're in agreement. We say, hey, I, you want to sell a house for five hundred? I'm offering you five hundred. We both sign the document. We're in agreement. Well, Don can't show that house to anyone anymore. So you you're off the market. You, you're no longer doing showings. You can't entertain contracts from anybody else. You and I are together now. We've both signed this thing and we're performing on this contract. If I have an inspection contingency on there and you sign that deal, you agreed to it. You said, I will allow you to do an inspection. Well, now the price is not 500 grand. I get to reopen that price where you can't get out. So I can't come, I can do my inspection and come back and say, hey, Don, uh, your sewer um, scope is is clogged. That's going to be a thirty thousand dollars. And by the way, uh, your roof needs to be replaced. That's another twenty five grand. So now, instead of this price house being five hundred, I'm going to offer you four twenty five. Let's change the price to four twenty five. Don cannot just immediately go. Oh, I'm going. I had someone else come to the open house. I'm going to go talk to them. We're in a contract together, and you allowed me to open up that price again. I, I get to negotiate again on price because of this inspection contingency. Or I can ask you to fix those two things, which is a lot of money. Yeah, or I can look at it and say, you know, I have my own sewer scope. Let's take a look at it. And I, the clog that you're seeing is a tree root. We can go in. We can turbo. We don't have to replace or reline the line. So instead of going out and spending $30,000, we can do this by spending three hundred to $3,000. Oh, the roof? $25,000 roof is what your inspector says? That's the most expensive roof that I've ever heard of before. We took a, 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 we took a look at this. We see the granules on the roof. We think the roof has more than five years in it which you have to have in order for the bank to finance it. And so we're going to stand by our inspection and let's call in a special inspector or third inspector. Because when somebody hangs an inspection on your property, they're if I'm on the other side of the deal and I'm coming to buy, I'm going to hang an inspection on you if the market allows it. And I'm going to go for a second bite of the apple and beat you down on price. And so and the reason we... I'm going to beat you down on price is because number one, I can. And number two, I know you don't want to go back to market. Because if that house is relisted, that house is harmed and your real estate agent 
screwed up by not getting that house inspected in the first place so we can defend it. And now we're sitting here thinking we had a $500,000 deal. Now we have a $425,000 deal. Maybe we end up splitting the difference somewhere in there in the middle of that deal because that's what people always want to do. So I ended up selling a house for less than a half a million dollars. And as a seller, I am now I'm not happy because my real estate agent didn't tell me that we should do this work and spend $600 on an inspection so we can defend it when the deal goes down. And many times what the other side will do, when they see our inspector has done over 14,000 inspections, when they see that we've remedied things in the inspection because we show that too, when they see all the supplements, all the work we've done, the contractors that we brought in, the cleaning crews, the yard people, when you look at the pictures, because a lot of times pictures, you get to the listing, you're like, this is a disappointment. Our pictures are phenomenal. And when you get to our listing, it's always even better in the way that's presented. Are there signs up on the wall? Is there candy to eat? There's a reason why you offer candy. Is there, are you having open houses? Is there, are there interactions? Have you really created a listing that people walk in and they love? And usually what happens, someone will walk into our listing and will say, that's what we're offering. And in many cases, they have to end up offering more because there's other people that are interested in the same thing. That's what happened in Tacoma, right? We sold that house in two and a half days because people started walking in and they started offering us more money for the house because the way that this house was presented. I'm not going to go into details with you about things that we had to do to correct that house and bring it to market, but that house would have made about 200 grand less if we didn't spend $38,000 on the house to bring that house to market. And as a result of that, cha-ching, we went 125 grand over list. And I've had real estate agents that are selling homes in the area. And they say, what is the secret? Because we haven't seen a house in that neighborhood go for 900000 I'm listing a house. How did you do it? And I said, well, did you see the house next door? They said, no. I said, go look at it. See the overgrown grass? Seeing the piss off dogs in the yard? See how they're chained in? These dogs are chained in the yard. There are weird signs on the front doors. It looks like there's blankets in the wind. I mean, this house has not been presented to the marketplace very well. And that house, that house is worth $400,000 less because an agent didn't go in there and do the work. They just hung a sign. They're hunting for that commission so they can go to Cabo. We don't do that. And then you have to make sure, because I bring, I make sure that we bring the listing, that we correct the house. But Ron, you make sure that the deal closes. And in this market right now, you have to have an agent that has a little uh, Jack Lemon in them, ABC, that'll always be closing. Because it's not it's not an easy thing to close a real estate transaction right now. As, as, we, as you're dealing with title companies, as you're dealing with banks, as you're dealing with appraisers down the stretch, that's where Ron really shines when we're under the contract and there's lots of pressure. Because a lot of times when that other agent is feeling the pressure or that other buyer or seller is feeling the, the, the pressure, that's when they can go sideways and try to sit across the table from you. And Ron does a real good, uh, a real good job of saying, you know what, I don't want to sit across the table I want to sit with you and I want to work through this. And I would say nine times out of 10, we've had a lot of success with other agents doing that. And sometimes you have to coach the other agents on how to be an agent because there's so many people that went out there and they have their license, but they don't understand the contract. Like we yeah, I do need to make one correction. I, I probably am going to Cabo because <laughs> my niece is doing a destination wedding there next year. So nice. just when I go to Cabo, I don't want people going, Don said that you guys don't go to Cabo. Yeah. I'm probably going to go to Cabo. So here's the deal. If, if life has come at you and, and you need to make a change, whether that's selling or buying or you're trying to level up, 
trying to right size. You have a family member that needs you to step in and uh, and help them on their behalf. Give us a call. Like this is what we do. And I have to say, I think we're very very good at it. We because uh, the more deals we do, the more houses we tour, the more contracts I write, the more I realize that we are we are at the top of our game. Yeah, right? and ask your real estate agent how many homes have you owned? How many homes have you personally bought and sold? Are you an investor? Do you run Airbnbs? Uh, because a lot of times agents don't even own real estate. They don't. And if you don't own a piece of real estate and know how to manipulate and add value and force appreciation, uh, then I don't think you should be in the business. I just don't. So anyway, ronadonsitdown.com. If you need us, ronadonsitdown.com. And don't forget tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, we are having a twilight showing at our brand new property in Bellevue. It's mid-century. Write me, don at ronadon.com. I'll send you the link, and I think you are going to love it. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode. That's just about real estate. We do it every Friday. Lots of people are listening. Lots of people are sharing it. Thanks for that. And don't forget, as Ron said, if you need us, just reach out, ronadonsitdown.com. We just don't work here in Seattle, but as you can see, we have our listing coming on in Bellevue. We just sold the hold down in Tacoma. You get the feel, right? We buy and sell a lot of properties with a lot of folks that are part of the Ron and Don Nation. In fact, I'd say probably 70% of our deals involve you guys, the Ron and Don Nation. We're very appreciative of you trusting us. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. It's the Ron and Don Show. All right! The Ron and Don Radio Network. Head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thank you.